the the prevalence of like the converted sprinter vans whenever i see a like a white work truck van that has maybe like a vent fan on the top and like a bike rack on the back like i know i know that somebody is stealth camping in the van Welcome to the Tiny House Lifestyle Podcast, the show where you learn how to plan, build, and live the tiny lifestyle. I'm your host, Ethan Waldman, and this is episode 156 with Nicole Davis. Is it possible to convert a cargo trailer into a tiny home? On today's show, I talk with Nicole Davis, who currently lives and travels full-time in a 112-square-foot converted cargo trailer with her husband, Jake, and their dogs. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised by the photos and the total cost of the conversion. Oh, and a few days after scheduling my interview with Nicole, I saw her featured prominently in a New York Times article about tiny home living during the pandemic. She wasn't happy about how she was portrayed, so we start there. I hope you stay tuned. Something really big is coming on Monday, and I'm really excited for you to find out about it. I can't tell you too many details, but if you've been following me since last year, you might remember something happening around the beginning of April. Um, to learn more, you can head over to thetinyhouse.net slash bundle. That might be a little hint for you, um, but it's launching on Monday and it's only going to go for five days. And if you are in the market for tiny house plans, uh, tiny house courses, resources, ebooks, anything like that, you're definitely not going to want to miss this. So again, you can head over to thetinyhouse.net slash bundle where you can get a little sneak peek and also sign up to be notified when it goes live on Monday, April 5th. So uh, again, that's thetinyhouse.net slash bundle. Sorry to be cryptic, but that's all I can say for now. I am here with Nicole Davis. Nicole is owner and author of Living Tiny with a Wolf, a travel blog. Nicole currently lives and travels full-time in a 112-square-foot converted cargo trailer with her husband Jake and their wolf dog. But that's not all. They also have a Siberian Husky and a Lab Pointer mix. Nicole Davis, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. And so we were just chatting before before we started recording. Um, you know, I saw I think I saw you featured on Tiny House Talk, uh, which is a great blog that, that you know features new tiny homes. And you know, I was like, perfect. I've been wanting to talk with someone about um, you know converting a cargo trailer. And then I think the very next day, uh, I saw the the same picture of you and your husband in front of your cargo, cargo trailer in the New York times. So, um, what a, I was like, I think I just booked her on the podcast. So instead of starting with the cargo trailer, um, what was, I mean, has there been a lot of response that you've gotten to your, to your article in the New York times? Or, I mean, I know you didn't write the article, but you were featured in an article. Yeah. So gosh, that article, I have some feelings towards, you know, um, I feel like that article did 
not do us justice for us tiny home dwellers. Yeah, and just to set it up for listeners, it's the article is titled The Drawbacks of Living in a Tiny Home During a Pandemic. And and I totally agree that it like it kind of focuses on what the downsides of tiny house living are in a pandemic, and it doesn't really go into any of the benefits. Right. I was kind of I had the premise that it was going to be all encompassing, you know, the good and the bad. But when the article came out and I read through it, I was thoroughly disappointed. It was a lot of my uh, my responses were taken out of context and it made tiny house living sound like a very negative experience. Yeah. And that was just simply not true. Yeah. Well, yeah, that is a bummer. So I guess, you know, this this interview is kind of a, a chance to tell the full story. And, um, you know, your tiny home is is just 112 square feet, which is now pretty small in the tiny house world. Um, can you talk about like the process that you went through, um, you know, why you wanted to go tiny in the first place? And yeah, let's start there. What What made you want to go tiny in the first place? Sure. So. Actually, the cargo trailer idea was my husband's idea, and he originally purchased the cargo trailer back in 2018 when there wasn't a lot of knowledge on converting cargo trailers in general, and he basically just didn't want to have to contribute to paying rent, and he, he basically just wanted a home that was his. No matter what, no one could take it away from him, and it was it was always going to be his. Yep. So when we met in 2018, I was, I was impressed. I thought that was such a great idea to convert a cargo trailer into a tiny home. Essentially, it's a home, but on wheels. But it's different than an RV. You know, it's more custom. Yeah. But it still has all the features of an RV. You can leave it behind if you want to set up camp somewhere. Okay, so Jake bought the cargo trailer back in 2017, mostly because he was sick of paying rent and he wanted to have a tiny home that could go anywhere. So when he got the cargo trailer, he basically just threw a mattress on the floor of the cargo trailer and called it good until he could save up and continue building it. Uh And what's great about the cargo trailer is it's basically like an RV. You know, you can convert it like you would a bus or a van and make it custom to your needs so that was something that was really appealing about the cargo trailer and when we met in 2018 he had a bed and a shower and like a small kitchen area but it wasn't very built out further than that like there wasn't any running water for the kitchen and it it wouldn't have accommodated two of us and three dogs Mm So. That's when we kind of were started to brainstorm once once we got serious and we're like, okay, we're getting married and we want to continue living in the cargo trailer. We're like, okay, we need to renovate this thing. And that's kind of when the cargo trailer became what it is now, is after we sat and figured out what it is that we needed to live and function in the cargo trailer with all of us. Got it. So yeah, what what was the process like converting the cargo trailer? 
into a tiny home. I'm I'm assuming did it did it come insulated or did you have to like start with bare metal walls and and insulate it? So yeah, so when you buy a cargo trailer, it basically just has plywood on the walls because they're meant for carrying utility mm-hmm. like work trucks, um tools, maybe ATVs, things like that. Yep. So they're not insulated when you get them. This cargo trailer was custom ordered. Jake had custom ordered it to be seven feet tall, 16 feet long, and seven feet wide. Mm-hmm. So that way you could actually walk around in it. And so he did the whole gutting process. He gutted it, insulated it, put up the walls, uh, max air fans, windows, you name it, everything, the floor. Yep. And so then when we met, that was already finished. But we ended up gutting almost everything out of it besides the walls and insulation and the floors Uh to kind of redesign everything. And we ended up raising the bed three feet so we could have a dog kennel underneath. Uh And then we bought used cabinets from Habitat for Humanity and just refinished them Mm -hmm. because we we were doing this on a budget, you know, (laughs) so we had to figure out ways to cut costs. And it ended up working out really well because we sanded them all down, uh, painted them, and were able to have something we really loved that was custom. Nice. And we fixed up the shower. So we have a, a instant hot water heater. Okay. And a water pump. So we were able to route that to go underneath the shower over to the sink so we mm-hmm. could have running water and hot water for the sink and also water for the shower. And then we also installed propane heater and made a little Murphy desk for us so that we could do work and eat, things like that. So it really is a tiny home that we can live and, and work and and enjoy. Nice. Do you have any any water storage on board? Like are there tanks at all? We do not have water storage tanks. We currently use six gallon water jugs. Okay. From just those blue ones that you get from Walmart. Yep. So we just go fill them up. We we flipped the axles on the trailer so we had more ground clearance because that's probably one of the drawbacks of the cargo trailer is they don't come with very much ground clearance. So if you want to add lift to them so you can take them off grid and not <laughs> scrape, um, you have to do some customizations to it. So, but even with flipping the axles, we still don't have very much room underneath and we don't want to puncture a water tank if we were to put one underneath. Yep. So yeah, right now we just use those, those six gallon jugs and then, you know, we'll, we also have a, a little porta potty toilet in mm-hmm. our shower as well. So we just, we just dump that whenever it gets full. Okay. So it seems like you can hook it up to like water when you're parked somewhere where you do have that? Uh, yes and no. We, we could get the fittings to hook up to water. We definitely have the ability to hook up to shore power, but our water situation's not, not quite where we want it to be. So uh-huh. we're still a little, like, we have to carry jugs in, even if we're at an RV park, we'll just go outside, fill it up, and then bring it in. Yep. Well, one thing that I noticed about it is that 
you know, you left the outside very much looking like a cargo trailer, including that little kind of sliding window. Um, so it, mm-hmm. it's quite stealth. Um, was that intentional? Yeah, it was intentional. Jake, you know, when he first bought the cargo trailer, he was still working. Uh-huh. He was working as a, a window cleaner and a carpet cleaner as well. And he wanted to be able to camp in the city if he needed to. Uh-huh. And be able to go to work and still be able to live in his cargo trailer without, you know, someone knocking on his door saying, you're not allowed to be here. Right. So if it looked like a utility trailer parked on the side of the street, no one would really question it. So, you know, we have blackout shades and stuff and and all that. So if we needed a stealth camp, we, we look a little bit more stealthy than probably your typical RV. Yeah. Have you done a good amount of stealth camping? Yeah, we have. We've parked at a lot of like Walmarts and things like that. Although that is, it's typical for RVers to park at Walmart. That, uh-huh. that is legal. But, you know, neighborhoods, things like that, where we're like, oh, I don't know if we're supposed to be here. You know, it kind of, it gives you a little bit of peace of mind to know that no one really knows you're in there. <laughs> right, right. Absolutely. Yeah, no, it, it's it's very stealthy. And I, I think that the the prevalence of, like, the converted sprinter vans, um, there are so there are so many of them out there now that you know at least to the trained eye like whenever I see a like a white work truck van that has maybe like a vent fan on the top and like a bike rack on the back like I know I know that somebody <laughs> is stealth camping in the van so I think people yep. are onto that but like your cargo trailer is is still very much um, more stealth in my opinion yeah I agree so. You have been living, well, actually, I'm going to phrase this as a question. Have you been living in in the trailer all through the pandemic? Yeah, we have. So we were in, no, we were in New Mexico. Mm-hmm. We were at Cosmic Campground, I remember, because we don't often camp at campgrounds, but in this particular week or month, we were. and. A ranger came by and he was like, we're closing down the campground. You, everybody here has to leave and you, everyone needs to be out of here by tonight or mm. something. Like I can't quite remember. And we're like, what? you know, everybody's social distance. And there wasn't really access to much there. There was maybe like five or six of us there. and. It, it was just, it was so confusing because we're like, what are we doing out here that is more dangerous than being in the city? Right. So that, that was, that was really frustrating, but I'm like, okay, it's fine. You know, we have the capabilities to off-grid camp, so it didn't really affect us too much. We just moved our campsite mm-hmm. into the national forest where we boondock off-grid. and. We we got some hate for it from some of the locals in the area at the time. You know, huh. we'd go, we had been there for, I think, two or three weeks already. And we're like, we'll just hunker down. So that way we're not having to travel anywhere and risk exposure. And that was when, you know, everything first started. And everyone was kind of freaking out about the ex- get being exposed to 
COVID. Right. So um, we would go to the gas station or go get groceries and people say a license plate and they would be like, go back to where you're from. Stop spreading COVID. And it was just, it was so absurd to us because we would tell them, we'd be like, we've been here for a month. And they would instantly be like, oh, you know, change their demeanor completely. But right, it was so interesting to kind of have received that reaction from people. Right. And not to mention, you've probably also been like living in the woods, practically, like not really seeing other people much. Right. We're like, you know, this lifestyle, you kind of enjoy going to town sometimes and like making eye contact with people and having conversations when you go to the dog park or go to yeah. the, go wherever you, we go. And to have that kind of reaction, we're like, oh, um, yeah, it, it was just, it was bizarre. Yeah. What was, you know, I think cargo trailers are maybe overlooked as a potential tiny house, but you know, you're essentially getting a trailer with a shell, a weather tight shell already built on top of it. Um, I'm curious, how much did the cargo trailer like empty? Like how much did that cost? And then what is your, you know, what was the total cost of your build? Yeah. So I, I definitely agree that it's overlooked, but it's definitely becoming more popular. Um, so our cargo trailer was six grand empty shell. Okay. And that was um, ordering, having it custom ordered to be the size and the height that it is. Yep. And then I think when we, after we calculated how much we spent, you know, because Jake initially renovated it and then we renovated it again. Right. I think we calculated it came up to be around 12 grand total. So six grand for the cargo trailer and then another six for the renovations, which I mean, I'm sure you could do it a lot cheaper than that. But we wanted, we have, you know, 600 watts of solar. We also have a generator. We have AC unit, a mini split in there. Oh, wow. So we have a lot of, yeah. So we have a lot of things that would be more on the expensive side. We also have an awning, which costs like a grand. Yeah. So the initial build itself could cost a lot less. But when you add in the you know, off-grid things, it, it adds up. I mean, that's like another just six grand more for the renovations, like 12 grand all in for a tiny house that's, you know, totally livable and, and probably really lightweight, too. Um, that's that's a pretty good deal. I didn't even notice that there was a mini split. Where Where did you hide the compressor? <laughs> <laughs> we have it on the tongue of the trailer. Okay. Okay. It, okay. In the photo, the door is open. Yeah. The photographer, it's not the uh, most aesthetically pleasing mm -hmm. tongue of the trailer because it's got the AC unit. Yep. And then, the you know, we have two propane tanks, so it, it doesn't look nice, but it works. And, yeah. you know, that's what matters. Yeah, totally. And it's kind of a necessity. You you got to have those things and it, they're fairly commonplace to see on a trailer anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, are there, so like there's the one little sliding window on, on one side. Are, is there any window on the other long side? Yeah. So we have 
we actually have two windows on front side that you can see one's in the door yep but it's just uh doesn't open it just has like a built-in screen mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then we have two on the other side so when jake and i met he only had the two windows one on each side opposite of each other yep and I was like, it's so dark in here, you know? He's like, yeah, I know. We can have more windows, though. I was like, that'd be great. So we ended up adding one in the door for more light. We have our little bathroom shower area up there, and it's really dark. Mm-hmm. And then one on the opposite side of where our bed is. Got it. That opens as well. Let a little more light in. And then you've got the mm-hmm. the the rear gate that that can open completely and let a whole lot of light in. Oh, yeah. that's a, I love when we have that open. So we'll just sometimes if it's nice and there's a nice breeze out, we'll just drop the whole thing and let fresh air in and it's great. You really feel like you're you're just there. Yeah. Yeah. So what is do you know what the whole rig weighs? I don't know. We've contemplated figuring out how to get the cargo trailer weighed. Uh-huh. But it's it's hard to say with Everything that's in there, you know, we use residential cabinets and we have a bunch of Jake's tools in there and mm-hmm. you name it, like everything we need to live. I honestly have no idea. But it tows pretty well? It does. We were previously towing it with a 2004 Tundra mm-hmm. and it was. we were definitely pushing it. You could tell we had... We were squatting quite a bit and it struggled going up hills, but it still towed it. So I'm, I can imagine we're definitely more on the heavy side, but then we got a new truck so that it tows it way better now. Nice. So, um, in terms of like your, your lifestyle, do you now travel full time or do you you know, do you plan to spend the majority of the year like in one place and then, you know, travel part time? Um, currently we are traveling full time. So like, for example, last summer we would kind of decide where we wanted to go and then stop in between mm-hmm. where we wanted to be and then kind of figure out the next place and then stop in between for a couple of weeks and keep going. So we kind of did a big loop. We went, let's see, we started in Arizona because uh-huh. it was October. And then once it started getting warmer, we'd work our way, start working our way up. And then so we spent our summer in Glacier uh-huh. and then went through the Cascades and Olympic National Park and then did a big loop back down through Utah and back to Colorado because that's where my family's from, is Colorado. Mm-hmm. And then Jake's family's from Oklahoma. So then during the holiday season, we'd spend like a month at my parents' house and then a month at his parents' house so we could, we get to see them throughout the year. Yeah. So, um, I'm curious if you could tell me about, about your dogs and, you know, did you, did you own them before you moved into the trailer or are they like additions to the tiny lifestyle? <laughs> yeah, the dogs are, are a big hit and people are like, you have three dogs in there? We're like, yeah. Like, how? <laughs> like, well, they have to stay in their kennel most of the time. Yep. So I had Bella the Husky mm-hmm. before Jake and I met and Jake had 
Hunter, the lab pointer mix, and Cruz, our wolf dog. Uh-huh. But at the time, Cruz was only about a month old. Okay. So he was just a little puppy and he would, you know, he would run underneath Bella and get in all kinds of trouble. So that was a huge reason why we renovated too, because I was like, where are you going to fit your dog? Like, you're going to have to renovate. <laughs> he's, yeah. He's not going to fit. So it it made it work to to uh, lift the bed and have that kennel because we can lock him in and be like, go to bed or stop being a troublemaker. Yeah. But yeah. No, it's a clever design. I mean, to, to raise the bed up and then you've got the, the dog storage below. Yeah. <laughs> so what are some other, um, you know, systems or things that are unique about, you know, converting a cargo trailer that, that our listeners should know about? Cause I, I do think that there, there might be a fair bit of interest in, you know, learning more about what goes into converting a cargo trailer. Yeah. And like I mentioned earlier, converting a cargo trailer is becoming way more popular than we ever thought mm-hmm. it could be. Because when Jake first got the cargo trailer, it was very much an, a small minority of uh-huh. people doing it. And there wasn't very many resources out there. And, uh-huh. you know, just in this last year, we're, we're part of a cargo trailer conversion group. Okay. So you can get a lot of information there if you want to get started that's a good place i'm seeing a ton of youtube videos on people who are converting cargo trailers nice as well so i mean there's there's definitely a lot more resources out there than there used to be but i would definitely say if you wanted to get look into converting a cargo trailer Uh definitely do your research build buy something that has a a sturdy frame steel frame Uh and then figure out what you need in the cargo trailer because I've seen even just where we're camping right now there there's two other cargo trailers in this little camping area ah yeah so before even just a year ago it was a you know one every 100 you know every place we'd go it was very very rare to see them and just in the last few months we're seeing them pop up everywhere we're like oh I bet that's cargo trailer. oh that's cargo trailer and they're, they all range in sizes. Like we've seen them really tiny where they're, you probably can't even stand up inside. Right. So the, the possibilities are endless. We've also seen some that are huge, like maybe 30 feet long that people are converting. Yeah. Like a horse trailer. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. So it's definitely, do you have a lot of options if you want something smaller yeah. A little larger like ours. You can, there's, there's cargo trailers out there for you. Nice. Um, I'm curious, you know, what do you see the benefits of a cargo trailer, like what you've done versus say like a van build? Um, cause I would, I would imagine that, you know, you're in a 16 foot trailer mm-hmm. and like, you know, a sprinter van might have, you know, extended wheelbase sprinter van might also have about 16 feet of, of kind of cargo space. Um, did you weigh, did you weigh the pros and cons between a van and, and a trailer like that? We, I don't know 
know. We never really thought about converting a van or a bus or anything. Uh-huh. Mostly because we like the idea of being able to pull up to our campsite, unhitch, and drive the truck wherever we want to drive the truck. Yeah. You know? So if the next day we need to go get groceries or do laundry, we don't have to pack up our whole trailer to go do that. Right. You know? So that was what we really liked about about the cargo trailer is you can leave it behind and not have to take it everywhere you go with where a van we're always like, oh man, that must suck. Like having to go when you need to go into town to get groceries or do laundry to have to pack everything up every time you want to go somewhere. Right. Right. So I, I definitely think that that's something that people want when they get a cargo trailer or even just a pull behind is they want to be able to leave it. Got it. Yeah, and that's that's a good point, is that you don't always have to bring your house with you once you kind of get it settled into place. Mm-hmm. I mean, also not to mention cost. Like, if you if you bought a $6,000 van, it would probably be, like, pretty pretty beat up. Um, or, you know, it'd be difficult to find. Right. Yeah, right. Because Sprinter vans, the draw of... So the draw of the Sprinter vans is also the discreetness and yep. the ability to convert them because they have the height you can you know walk inside and it's, it's basically the only van you can buy that you can walk inside but yep. that is the drawback is you have to take it everywhere with you and not everyone wants to to do that right and they're also like you know i mean new 10 you know 30 40 50 thousand dollars oh mad expensive yeah and that's oh, even yeah. not It converted. can be even more expensive than that. Yeah. Oh, man. I can't even imagine. And they're so, like, they're so little, too. Yeah. Yeah. So how, how wide is the, is the cargo trailer, like, Our roughly? Seven feet wide. Okay. Seven feet. Yeah. But you can get some that are wider. They have eight foot as well. Yep. So where the cargo trailer would go over the wheelbase, ours is the wheelbase is like on the outside yep yep yeah but it was what jake had and we weren't gonna go get a new cargo trailer because i don't know why would we do that (laughs) so right right and it worked fine so if we wanted so when we flipped the bed it was still enough like leg room for us you know jake's six just about six feet tall Uh so he could still fit when we flipped the bed Okay, so yeah, because you sleep kind of horizontally, like across. Mm-hmm. And then, is there any, like, kind of place to sit inside the cargo trailer, or do you more, like, set up the living room outdoors? <laughs> oh, man, that's probably, like, our biggest complaint about the cargo trailer is, like, I just want a place to drink my tea in the morning. <laughs> and, you know, we have our Murphy table, but... I mean, you have to like pull the chair out and stuff. And if you want to set it down, like we always have stuff on it. So it doesn't really work as, as a Murphy table as well as we'd want it to because it, it's always up. Right. <laughs> so right. to sit down, we have that bench, but we'd have to pull the bench out. And then, you know, it's just like, I feel like we're in the way and there's not a place for your back to go. So I end up just like making the bed and sitting on the bed a lot, even to do a lot of my, my work. Like if Jake's working at the desk, I'll like go sit on the bed uh-huh. and work there. 
so yeah that's definitely a drawback and I'm like I wish we would have like just gotten a couch or something like a little couch or done a different type of like bench situation because I just want to have a place to sit right but yeah we end up we do sit outside a lot we have you know our lawn chairs and the, the zero gravity ones which are perfect love those so we can sit outside and now we have the awning which helps a nice. lot that helps with the heat keeping the heat off the trailer since we do have a it's like dark gray dark gray right, um, right. trailer gets really hot yeah i would imagine so, that it does heat up quite a bit mm-hmm. so we, it keeps the heat off with the awning and we have a place it almost like doubles our square foot because when it's really sunny you can be outside without cooking to death right right i would imagine that also like it's important to do your cooking outside when you can yeah i do a lot of cooking inside though mm-hmm. um it's just i don't know it's just all my stuff's inside all my spices and everything i need to get out of the fridge is inside and i don't know i just end up cooking inside more often than not yep yep but if we grill i'll grill outside and it's like that if we have a fire sometimes i'll do like hobo dinners mm-hmm. get creative so you mentioned that there are some cargo van conversion groups. Are those are those Facebook groups or, or elsewhere? Yeah, those are on Facebook. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those communities can be can definitely be helpful in in finding finding information, asking questions. Absolutely. What is like? What do you do for ventilation in the in the cargo trailer? We have two max fans. Okay. So we have one that's like kind of over the kitchen bed area and then another that's over our shower. Okay. And our max fans, they're like, they're the ones that go in the ceiling. Is that? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. They're the, the roof vents. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so you just run them, you run them as needed. Yep. Yeah. Well, we pretty much always have one on. We, okay. have, we usually have the one that's over the shower on. And then we like to put a fan in front of the window that's by our bed. Okay. So it kind of creates this like suction of yep. airflow. Yep. Nice. So that helps a lot. Um, do you have like a goal or like a time period of like, we're going to live tiny for, for this long and then do the next thing? Or are you just kind of like we're going to just stay in it until we decide not to. <laughs> yeah. We talk about that a lot. We, we love it right now. We love living tiny and traveling, mm-hmm. but I think the traveling will probably end at some point. And I don't know if we we want to continue to live tiny either. I don't know. Like we, we have plans to get a bigger RV at some point. Yeah, because we've been working hard to save up, and there are a few things that we would like to continue to do. Um, we want to get bikes and have kayaks and just be able to adventure a little bit more instead yeah. of just hiking and stuff. So, having storage for toys is <laughs> what our our goal is. Yeah, but we're we're super picky with quality, so. The RV that we are looking at getting is probably one of the higher end RVs that you could get. Uh-huh. They're built for 
off-grid boondocking high clearance type of yep. type of rig so okay yeah that's i think that's our next plan is to kind of upgrade our living situation because we do love the cargo trailer a lot but you know it it was our starting point you know that's where we we were starting and we wanted want to continue to to grow and progress and if we uh-huh. you know end up adding kids to the mix then we'll have room for that awesome well, one thing that the um, New York Times article seemed a little bit like obsessed with is like, where do you store your, t- how do you possibly store enough toilet paper? Um, so I'm just curious. Oh my gosh. <laughs> with, um, so I'll turn it into a real question, which is, you know, you do have three dogs. So there's, there's three dogs to feed. And then, you know, you want to store some amount of food for yourselves so you can be, you know, off grid for a period of time. Um, what storage solutions have you kind of worked out inside? Yeah, so um, we have storage, probably not the most. Everything seems so cramped in there. Mm-hmm. But we have some storage in the the vena of the trailer. We kind of built this custom area where uh-huh. we can kind of put things like toilet paper. So okay. Yeah, we have storage for that. <laughs> not as much as probably a house, but we have storage. Yeah. And then we have, you know, like a little pantry area over the sink and then another one on the opposite opposite wall. Okay. And then below the sink, there's some storage and then it, we have a fridge. And then on the other side of that, we have like drawers so we can put our pots and pans and silverware and things like that. So, I mean, I haven't tested it, but we could probably go for maybe a month wow. with what we have. Nice. Um, I mean... That that would just be the the dry storage. We run out of things in the fridge after probably four or five days, but yeah, we could definitely make it work. And do you run like you have a, a generator? Do you have to run the generator to run certain things, or is that just backup when you when you like haven't gotten enough solar? Yeah. So basically, the generator we we use it when we don't get enough solar, definitely, uh-huh. which you know, a couple, couple rainy days will do that to you. And then when we want to run our AC unit, we have to turn the generator on. Otherwise it'll, it'll basically drain our batteries. Right. And then I don't know, it's this, we need to get a new inverter, but we've been having this, we had, had to get a new air purifier. And there's this thing with new appliances where they only work with like super efficient power. And it's really annoying because our air purifier won't work with the, the inverter the system that we have right now uh, so it just won't yeah it won't turn on so i think once we upgrade our inverter we won't have that problem anymore but it is kind of frustrating because we're like why is this happening it worked with our old air purifier is that the like pure sine wave versus not pure sine wave or something yeah, I believe so. Okay. Jake's more into the technical side of things, so he would know. Nice. Well, but yeah, if you have three dogs, I highly recommend having an air purifier. That yeah. Yeah, definitely. So <laughs> that just pulls dust and, and other smells and things out of the air and like runs them through like a carbon filter or something. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it makes a huge difference because the dogs are dusty and then they have hair and yeah. it just gets all everywhere in the air. And it's, it's nice to 
to feel like it's getting out of the air, not breathing it in all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. But it seems like you're kind of chasing decent enough weather that you can leave your window, you know, you can get fresh air to through the windows. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. we kind of are we we seek the good weather. We don't like to be too hot. Yeah. But we also don't like to be cold. We've we've tried to do winter camping and with the setup that we have right now, it's just not really practical. Uh-huh. I mean, a lot of people do it, but for us, it would just it would, I think it would, we would feel a little bit more cramped because the whole point of this lifestyle is getting out and enjoying the outdoors and spending a lot of your time outdoors. And when we're in the winter, we have to be bubbled up or, you know, we can't or don't always want to be outside when it's 20 degrees and snowing. Right, right. Well, um, one thing that I like to ask my guests is, um, you know, what are two or three resources um you know things that you recommend to to others who are looking to you know maybe convert a cargo trailer into a tiny house resources so i guess i already mentioned the facebook groups yeah and youtube videos and another thing too that i was thinking of is you can look up tutorials for people who have done bus conversions and van conversions Mm -hmm. because a lot of those conversions incorporate a lot of what you would need to know for a cargo trailer Uh so as far as like setting up solar setting up your water system yeah and everything like that like a lot of that information is still going to be the same okay it's just you're putting that in a different setting so it's just instead of like a bus or van it would be in the cargo trailer got it got it that would be really helpful and something that probably would have helped a lot if we had those resources back when we did the conversion. But we were kind of having to to go to the hardware store like 6,000 times and be like, why does this this pipe not fit with this other pipe when we're doing our plumbing? <laughs> it was pretty interesting. Yeah, well, you figured it out yourself and now you know kind of exactly how everything works in the house. Yeah, it does. So when something goes wrong, we can fix it, which makes it really nice because Jake's got all his tools and he's a little handyman who likes to figure it out. So he'll bust out his tools and get it done. Well, very nice. (laughs) Well, um, is there anything that I that I haven't asked you about that you want to share with our listeners? Um, Don't listen to the New York Times. Um, I don't know. That's about it. I was pretty, pretty upset when that article came out, but I'm glad that a lot of people, I don't know. I posted on my, my Instagram when the article came out, like how upset I was Yeah. that the, the, the reporter took so many of my words out of context and misrepresented yeah. the community. And some people are like, just don't listen to them. Right. And so it's nice to feel like people understand that you can't trust the media but I mean in my eyes I was like how can how can they mess this up you know (laughs) I was like this is this is a pretty straightforward topic yeah I don't know how you can twist my words in such a way to make tiny house living seem like such an awful thing right everybody who lives in a tiny house does it for a reason and almost everyone I've ever met that lives 
either in an RV or bus or van or that lives tiny in a tiny house, they love it. Yeah. They think it's the most absolutely liberating thing that's ever happened. And it is. <laughs> so. Right. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's not like there aren't downsides, but it is, um, I agree. It's kind of, a. Uh, the article doesn't really go much beyond like the fact that tiny houses are small. And so it's hard to store extra food and supplies. And then right. it, it can be harder to find places to park, you know, during the pandemic. But I would imagine that that's maybe loosened up a little bit. Um, yeah. Our biggest concern was definitely like, are they going to close national forests? Yeah. And, and luckily we didn't run into too many of those situations. It just got harder in some yeah. senses to do certain things. Like we have to go fill up our fresh drinking water uh-huh. once a week and they shut off all fresh drinking water everywhere. We're like, mm-hmm. How, like we still need to drink water, you know? So certain things like didn't make sense. So it just made it a lot more difficult for us to do things. Yeah. But I had a friend comment on the post saying like, um, it was comical that someone from the New York Times who's probably living in a tiny jail cell cubicle apartment, they thought it was funny that, you know, we have more freedom than they probably do being locked down in New York. Right. Yeah. There, there's a couple of good comments too on the article, especially one kind of pointing out that most New York City apartments also don't have the storage space to stock up for the pandemic. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Well, yeah, they didn't think that one through. That's okay. Yeah. Well, um, Nicole Davis, I very much appreciate your time and um, thank you for kind of sharing your story and also, um, you know, showing people the way for, for converting a cargo trailer. Absolutely. I'm, I'm glad to be on this podcast with you and hopefully I could shed a little light on, on the topic. Thank you so much to Nicole Davis for being a guest on the show. You can find the show notes from today's episode, including a full transcript and lots of photos of Nicole's beautiful cargo trailer conversion at thetinyhouse.net slash 156. Again, that's thetinyhouse.net slash 156. Also, do not forget to go to thetinyhouse.net slash bundle where you can get a sneak peek of what is coming on Monday. Uh, again, I'm being cryptic, but I have to be cryptic. Uh, thetinyhouse.net slash bundle. Well, that's all for this week. I'm your host, Ethan Waldman, and I'll be back next week with another episode of the Tiny House Lifestyle Podcast.